Welcome to the Getting Unstuck Podcast. I'm Jenny Laurie Hope, your life and health coach. Getting Unstuck is an empowering podcast for women who are looking for a biblical perspective on their life and health challenges. You can expect to hear practical tips for living a healthy and productive life, faith-based wisdom to help you reduce anxiety and overwhelm, and simple ways to reconnect with God and find true wholeness. Hello, friends. Today, we are going to talk about how to get back on track, how to get on track with our food and our exercise and our healthy habits when we've had a period of not being on track, whether that's a sickness or a holiday season, a wedding season, something where you just kind of feel like you went off the rails and you've decided, okay, time to get back on track. When I was a junior in high school, I had a calculus teacher named Mrs. Culp, and this was the one class that my now husband was in with me. And he sat right behind me, and we would occasionally, not the two of us, but the whole class would get a little bit unruly sometimes. She was so soft-spoken, and so the class would kind of take advantage of that at times and just get a super chatty. And when she would want to kind of bring it all back in, she would get to the front of the room and say, all right, class, let's get back on the bus. Time to get back on the bus. And it was hilarious. It became an inside joke for all of us that it was a Mrs. Culp and it was time to get back on the bus. But it's that concept of we want to get back on the bus. This is a very common issue that women come up against and it can feel a little bit exhausting, kind of like, Well, if I have to get back on track, that means I was off track, which means I was a failure. And if you've done this time after time, you can get into a pattern. You can feel like you're yo-yo dieting or you're just, you're never gonna just have a period of peace, right? You're never gonna get that continuity you're looking for. And this is always just gonna be an issue for you. So let's start by figuring out what it even means to be on track. If you're off the rails, that means you're on the rails sometimes, right? So what plan are you following? Do you even have a plan? Is your plan sustainable? Do you have a why? I put that in air quotes. Is there a why behind this plan that motivates you to stick with it? Do you have support? These are all the questions we need to ask ourselves when we're deciding to get back on track and hopefully not going to get off track again, because it doesn't have to be that on again, off again thing. Let's take a look at what God has to say. Proverbs 16.3 says, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. So the word commit here, actually, it's interesting. It's talking about pushing a large stone up a hill to the top. Like we are giving something to God. This lets us know that it's okay to have plans. It's good to have plans. You want some structure. You don't want to just go around willy nilly with no plan for your life, no plan for your nutrition, no plans at all. We can have plans. We just want to give it to God first. So that's like step one. Isaiah 58, 11 says the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy you, satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. 
So God wants to be involved. He wants to be involved in how you make your plans and how you execute your plans. He wants to guide you. So including God in your plans is like step one, right? Proverbs 23, 20 and 21 says, do not join those who drink too much wine or gorge themselves on meat for drunkards and gluttons become poor and drowsiness clothes them in rags. So moderation. Moderation is key. We don't want to be doing things that are extreme. Unless you have a medical reason, I steer women away from diets that are extreme or exercise programs that are extreme. God doesn't call us to extremes. (laughs) Obviously, this is talking about, you know, drinking and eating too much. That's an extreme too. We don't, we want moderation in what we're doing, but we also don't want to go too extreme the other way, which I've done in the past. If you've heard my story, we don't want to be obsessing about food. We don't want to be saying we're never touching carbs again. We're never touching sugar again. I'm never going to eat a banana again, (laughs) right? This has happened. These are, these are real issues these days, right? So we want moderation to be part of our plan and we want to have a why behind it. And if that why is rooted in the ultimate truth in the word of God, it's going to be a strong enough why to carry through your whole lifetime. Frankly, it's not just going to be, I want to fit in this dress for this wedding. I want to wear a bikini this day, whatever. It's not bad to have little short-term goals like that, you know, break down, like I'm all about goals. I've coached women for many years in the health and fitness space, and it's fine and it can be really motivating to have goals like that. But our ultimate why needs to be rooted in scripture. And 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So honoring our body and how we eat and how we exercise and how we take care of ourselves is an act of worship. And it's a choice we can make to do this out of humility, out of wanting to honor God with our bodies, not just to follow rules. So... If we look in the Old Testament, when the law came down, the law was given to actually strengthen sin. It was given to show us that we can't do this on our own. And there were all these rules about how they had to clean themselves and all these offerings they had to make and all these special rules they had to follow. And it was all showing us that we're not enough on our own. We can't be good enough. We can't be clean enough. We can't be in our natural state, good enough to be in communion with God. When Jesus came, that law was done away with. And in the place of it is grace and mercy and and free connection with God, right? The veil was torn. We can, we can connect with God now. We can talk straight to God. We can pray to God. We can um, commune with God. And out of that abundance of love and freedom we can sometimes take that too far and be like, oh, we don't need structure anymore. But instead we can choose moderation and choose to eat healthfully and make good choices out of that love. So our motivation can be that, yes, we want to 
honor God in everything we do. Romans 12 talks about being a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. We can be a living sacrifice in how we take care of ourselves. That can be our reason for taking care of ourselves, not just because we want to look a certain way or be a certain size or follow a certain set of rules. We don't want to have a quote unquote diet plan that is so strict that it that it does the same thing like in the Old Testament, right? That it strengthens sin, that it strengthens that kind of rebellious spirit in us. I've worked with a lot of women who have that that spirit where it's like, if you put rules around me, I'm gonna wanna break out, right? So there's a way we can approach this in moderation and out of love that kind of doesn't make it so much about following the rules, but about being an act of worship, an act of honoring God. And getting support. So Ecclesiastes 4.12 says, Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. So recruiting other people to be part of this journey with us, whether that is a coach like myself, a friend who wants to come alongside with you, Sometimes a spouse works, sometimes that can backfire. (laughs) So make sure you're on the same page with your spouse if you want to kind of be that for each other. Sometimes that works really beautifully and sometimes it's okay if it doesn't because sometimes we're on very different pages with our spouse in certain seasons and that's okay. It might need to be a friend or a support group or an online support group or an in-person support group. There's so many amazing ways to find support and we need it. And you don't want to overdo it. We can be tempted to say, I'm going to get back on track, so I'm going to do a juice cleanse, or I'm going to, you know, do something really extreme that's kind of setting yourself up for failure. Proverbs 20, 21 says, an inheritance gained hastily at the beginning will not be blessed at the end. So we don't want to go all in zero to a hundred in five seconds go from gorging on a weekend to eating nothing and have, you know, fasting on Monday. So keeping things sustainable and in a way that we know we can carry on with is where we're aiming for. So your action step this week is to decide on your plan. If you're in this space and you're like, man, I need to get back on track again, decide on your plan, but make sure it's fitting all these boundaries we're talking about moderation, having a why, especially that's based in scripture and in in acting out of love and worship and wanting to honor your body and honor your temple, having support, finding someone who's going to walk this journey with you and involving God, praying about it, praying about Maybe you're trying to decide between a couple different plans. Maybe you do have a few things you've tried in the past that were pretty sustainable, but you're not sure which way to go. Pray about it. Pray for wisdom. God will give you wisdom. Pray for direction. God wants to be that for you. So praying and seeking God in this plan and in everything that you do. And then work your plan. Have your plan. Work your plan and know that it's possible to find that sustainability to where you don't have to get back on the bus again, right? Talk to you guys next week.